Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you, the solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. This is Lisa from Girl About the Globe and in today's podcast episode, I am covering overcoming obstacles and overcoming roadblocks. So any excuses that you think you may have for your solo trip, This is the episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Solo travel is one of the best things that you will ever do, but you may have some roadblocks to overcome before you travel. If any of these sound like you, then this is the right episode for you. Maybe you've been researching solo travel and you're planning a trip, but you think, I really can't go by myself. It sounds really great, but it's just not the right time. My response would be, really, why not? So believe it or not, there is never going to be a perfect time to go. There will always be something to stop you if you let it. Do you know how many people decide to do it and then change their mind because something comes up? Don't let that be you. Of course, there may be real legitimate reasons, but for every one of them, there's always a solution. This is going to be one of the best, if not the best thing that you will ever do, So whatever excuse you think you have, it's time to overcome those roadblocks and clear the path to your dream trip. I feel really fortunate to have been able to travel to 100 countries solo and 131 countries. And I've lost count of the amount of people who have said to me, that sounds amazing, I would love to travel alone, but I really can't do it. And I think, why do you think you can't do it? And there are so many excuses and reasons that come up that I want to address them in this podcast episode. So if you can relate to any of these, I really hope that this episode inspires you to think of a solution about an issue or a problem or an obstacle that you think you might have to travelling alone and you bite the bullet and you actually go and book the trip. So the first one could be, I don't have enough money. This has always got to be the biggest hurdle, but not all travel has to be expensive. If you honestly knew how much money I spent on my trips, you'd probably be very surprised. I travel on a budget. I stay in hostel dorm rooms when I can. I travel overland as much as possible, purely for the sustainability factor, but also because of the the budget cost as well. Travel does not have to be expensive. If money is an obstacle for you, then maybe consider countries which are cheaper, such as Southeast Asia, Bolivia or the Baltics in Europe. Spending even a week in these countries can work out even cheaper than spending a week in your home country. Your biggest cost is generally going to be the airline, so the more flexible you are with dates, the better. If you can travel short haul, that normally helps to keep your budget lower, but look at other options such as travelling overland You can even take a cargo boat instead. If you're listening to this and one of your obstacles is, shouldn't I be studying instead? Then my response is that choosing to travel before you enter the job market is no longer frowned upon by future employers. It can actually be quite beneficial for your CV. Where else can you get an education of life experiences, cultures and learn invaluable skills such as budgeting than travelling by yourself? I think that travelling solo not only prepares you to enter the job market, but it also gives you a life perspective that other students may not have. Not only will you encounter many other people on their gap years, but you may also come back with the desire to do something completely different from what you had intended when you started your trip. If you're thinking of taking a career break before going back into education at a later date, travelling will give you a break from life and the clarity that you're on the right path. 
if you're wondering what about my job, then travelling by yourself doesn't necessarily have to mean leaving everything behind for months. Even a trip for a week or a fortnight or a long weekend is enough to give you a taste of travelling and re-energise you so that you're ready to throw yourself back into your home life again. If you want to go for longer, then see if you can take an extended break, a sabbatical or unpaid leave from your job, and you never know, they might even hold your job open for you. You may be worried about the ease of finding another job when you return home, but is there really any such thing as job security nowadays anyway? Just because you stay in your job doesn't mean it's guaranteed for the next few years. Leaving a job obviously isn't for everyone, but going away will give you the time and space to really think about what you want to do. You could even come back with a complete change of heart, wanting to start your own business, or just eager to start saving to do it all over again. If you're wondering, wow, it all sounds great, but I've got an apartment or I have a house, what do I do then? Well, if you're planning a six months trip or longer, then maybe consider renting your apartment out through an agent, or even check with friends who may need a place to rent temporarily. Having based myself in Barcelona for a couple of years, I know of a lot of people who have gone travelling for a few months or even a month and rented their apartment out just to be able to cover the rent costs while they were away. I think many people feel tied because of their property commitments, but getting the mortgage payments covered can be easy if you can rent it out. Obviously, you need to look at your contract agreement to see if that is possible. And you may even have some left over towards your trip each month. That way you know you've got somewhere to come back to when or even if you decide to come back home. What if you're going through a hard time? When I got divorced, travelling was the catalyst to me becoming strong again and finding myself again. I really do think that travelling is the best medicine you can have. So if you are going through a hard time in your life, making plans to travel can help guide you through a bleak period. It might be that you're suffering from stress, maybe a breakup like I was, or a bereavement, but no matter what life event is happening in your life right now, a change can be the best thing to get you back on the road to recovery and give you a new perspective on your life. Don't allow others or society to pass their judgement onto you about what you should be doing at this point in your life. When I was going through my divorce, I was 36 and I decided to take off travelling again. And a lot of people at the time said to me, okay, what are you going to do when you get back? And all I could think of was, I haven't even left yet. So other people's judgments about the fact that I should be staying in a job, I should still be following society's rules during that time, they couldn't quite get their heads around the fact that I wanted to travel and I came back and then I travelled again and I came back and I travelled again. So don't allow the pressure of other people to tell you what you should or should not do. I know that a lot of people don't travel because they feel guilty, because of what their parents think or even vice versa. If you're a parent and you want to go travelling, you might feel guilty about what your children think. But whatever time of life you are at, travelling solo just really is such an enriching experience and it gives you time back for you. Do not allow other people to judge you for wanting to go away. No one knows what's around the corner, so giving yourself a change of scenery can only improve your happiness factor and prepare you for a new phase of your life. Who knows, you might even fall in love on the road with a person or even a country and decide to take a new path in your life when you get back. If one of your roadblocks is that you can't speak another language, then welcome to the club. I couldn't speak Spanish when I travelled through Central America 
and I got by. Yes, it was more challenging than now I could speak basic Spanish, but don't allow that to be an obstacle for you. Unless you're traveling to Latin America, but you're going completely independently and solo, you really don't have to be fluent in another language, as English is spoken in so many places in the tourism industry. Don't take this as an excuse to not learn some of the language for your chosen country. There is no harm in learning a few basic phrases of Spanish or French or Portuguese, depending on where you're going to. Obviously, if you're traveling through five different countries, there's no way that you can learn every single language, but that's where Google Translate comes in very useful. And as I said, just knowing the key phrases can really help you to get by. Not only will the locals appreciate it and be more helpful towards you, it will also increase your confidence and reduce your chances of getting charged tourist prices. Now that I can speak a basic Spanish, it has given me that confidence to travel to more Spanish-speaking countries and know that I can get by in that language. Another really big obstacle or roadblock is people not knowing if they can do it alone. If this is you, then I'm here to tell you that you can. You can do it alone. But if you're really not sure, then test drive your solo trip by going away by yourself for just a weekend first. It could be something as simple as just a camping trip or just book yourself into a hostel or hotel in your hometown. You'll soon get the confidence to want to do it for longer. You can even just take yourself out to a restaurant by yourself and just see how it feels to be in that environment alone. But if the thought of travelling solo really is too much, then you can also consider a group tour, even if it's just for part of your trip. Not only will this help you get your bearings in a country, especially if you haven't travelled solo before, but it will also give you that extra nudge of confidence to want to go it alone afterwards. It's not cheating as a solo, especially if you want to go to countries that you may feel nervous about travelling to alone. And we have lots of recommended solo female-friendly companies on the website. If the final obstacle is, I don't know where to go, that's why I created the Girl About the Globe website. With so many countries in the world to choose from, it can be very overwhelming deciding where to go. So it really depends on your interest and your ease of travelling. Maybe you fancy the sensory overload of India, the culinary flair of Italy, or the deserts of the Middle East. You could even combine your bucket list of places with a round-the-world ticket to get more out of your trip and then save the other countries for a later date. When I booked my very first round-the-world trip, I put down every single country that I ever wanted to visit and I remember walking into STA travel and then very quickly deducting half of the countries that I had on my list. I had no clue that I couldn't visit those countries on the round-the-world ticket. So if this sounds like you, then go into a flight centre or find an agency online and just tell them which countries you want to travel to or just have a look at rough itineraries for around the world tickets. One of the most popular around the world tickets is to Southeast Asia, onto Australia, New Zealand and then back through LA. You don't need to know it all as long as you have that desire to travel all you need to do is just take that first step, get some help, join our Girls About the Globe Facebook community or email me through the site and just research and I just ask for people's help if there are destinations that you want to go to but you don't have a clue how to get started. So I really hope that this has shown you that there are no obstacles that you can't get past. Each obstacle is there to test your desire 
and determination to travel. Don't be one of those people who keep dreaming about it. Take some action on your roadblocks today and blast them to smithereens. Thanks for joining me today and I really hope that this podcast episode has inspired you to travel solo. Join our Facebook community at Girls About the Globe for more support and for tips and advice. And I really hope to see you on a solo trip. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.